Welcome, welcome, welcome. You here here for another edition of the Black Wealth Experience Podcast. And today it is actually going to be a dual purpose because I also have a podcast if you haven't checked it out yet. It is the Mile High Real Estate Spotlight where we talk to uh, real and we talk about their businesses and why they're doing so good and how they make an impact in the community. And this isn't just for every realtor. It's for realtors that are doing it and making it happen. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there are folks that are getting in the business and they don't want or two transactions in a year. And so uh, that's great. But we really want to highlight the folks that are are doing something and making an impact in the community. And so uh, I'm going to be talking about both. I have uh, uh, Erica Sanders on today and you're just going to love uh, the things that she has to say and the things that she's doing in the community and how she's making it work. Uh, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, black wealth and, and housing. And when we think about creating personal wealth or generational wealth, we realize the first stepping stone to that is through home ownership. Home ownership just does something different for people in their lives that allow them to create uh, wealth. And so, and I don't know if there's another vehicle out there other than winning the lottery that is going to allow you to create wealth. And the chances of you winning the lottery are really, really small. Uh, you probably have a better chance of being struck by lightning. And if it doesn't rain where you're at, then you still have a better chance of being struck by lightning. But on the real estate side, you almost every single person I know, if they want to buy a house, they already have to have a job. But if they have a job and want to own a house, we can figure out a way for them doing it. And, and if you're living in an apartment and you're spending two to $3,000, I was talking to somebody this weekend, $3,000 a month on, a, on an apartment. You know, when I think about that, I said, you know, I was talking to him and I said, that's $36,000 a year that you're giving to another landlord to pay his mortgage. When we think about whose mortgage you're paying. And then we look at, uh, you know, if you do that for 10 years, that's $360,000 uh, that you've now paid to that apartment complex. And I'm sure you've paid for that unit more than that unit that is actually mm -hmm. being, that's been built there. So with that said, Erica Sanders, thank you for being on the, the show today. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know how busy you are uh, to be on the show. And if you could just kind of introduce yourself a little bit and, and tell us how to get a hold of you. I want to do that at the beginning and the end. Uh, so somebody can zoom to it and then get a hold of you right away. So how do we get a hold of you, Miss Erica? <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Brian. I really appreciate this honor. Um, so yes, Erica Sanders, my company is 303 Realty Group. And the best way to reach me is by cell phone. So 720-435-3300. But you can also reach me by email, which is Erica, spelled uniquely, E-R-I-Q-U-E-C-A at 303realty.net. So, so Erica, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about why you got into the business. You know, where did you grow up? That kind of stuff, just so people can really get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm a product of Denver. So I'm a Denver native, um, grew up right in the city. Um, what, what we known affectionately as the East side okay. right? <laughs> of Denver. So off of uh, 33rd and Elizabeth went to East high school. Okay. Uh, also went to uh, metropolitan state college at the time now it's university um so that's you know kind of my my plight there um after high school i mean after uh college and everything i ended up working at the not a few jobs but my long longest job after you know that experience was uh, the american heart association which was a great um starting career we'll say um so i did that for about seven years i kind of got to a point where um yeah, I reached a ceiling. I felt mm -hmm. with that with that role, and um, at the time, I was kind of newly married to my husband, who is also in the industry. So okay. he's a mortgage professional, and 
had been kind of giving me a little nudge, like you should get your real estate license. And it was ironic because I wanted to, I always loved real estate. Mm -hmm. um, I was privileged to be around it. Um, my grandparents believed in ownership, home ownership on both sides of the family. And so it was kind of ingrained that this is just something you should have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not a family that came from money. You know, I look at my mom's first house, she paid like $30,000 for it, you know, and it was her, you know, small two bed, one bath house, right. With, with the basement. And, um, so but yeah, it was, hers. <laughs> it was hers. Right. And she owns that house today. <laughs> so, All right. um, and it's in a neighborhood that has grown quite a bit, which um, I'm sure we'll, we'll tie that into um, generational wealth later. But um, anyway, so with a little bit of little nudge, it was something I was interested in. And that was just the right time because I was kind of over like the corporate thing, wanted to do something different. And I really like the ability to um, make an impact in people's lives. So home is such a very important aspect of someone's life, right? Um, you know, the saying home is where the heart is. It's, it's where your heart and your soul are, right? So just being a part of that process was very appealing to me. What what is right now like right now your favorite part? You know you've been doing it a while. Mm -hmm. You know you haven't left the industry like so many people do. Uh, you know you're you're impacting families. What's your favorite part about being you know an agent and helping people out? Gosh, I, I love a lot of aspects of it, um, which is why I've done this so long. So I've been in the industry. Uh, next year will officially be year twenty um, as an agent. I actually technically I was in the industry before then, but. Um, kind of doing some stuff on the banking side. Um, I really love the people. This is a business about people for me. And that's that's the best aspect is, like I said before, just really helping people with their um, home ownership goals. First, that's first priority. Like I love seeing a first time home buyer buy their first property. And then a couple of years later, realize that they have all this equity that, you know, that they can tap into um, many of those people who didn't put a lot of they didn't have a lot of money at the time they didn't put a lot of money down and i mean i've seen upwards of over a hundred thousand dollars in equity for some of these um, young first-time home buyers you know that they had no idea that that, that they mm -hmm. could make this kind of money that way so to me that is where i that's a piece i guess i love the most um but I have a you know very diverse clientele, so I also really like seeing people build wealth very successfully through real estate. I have uh, one client in particular. I mean, I watched him go from I think the first house I helped him with, he it was like a tri level, probably two thousand square feet, and then now like we're selling two point seven million dollar homes, you know, for him. So it's it's really, it's really great being able to see someone grow, and most of that, most of that growth was due to real estate. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so that's so cool to hear. So, I'm a brand new guy. You know, I I call, I call Erica up and and I say, I think I want to buy a house. I just have no clue even how to go about it, what to do. What are some of the things that you're going to share with me first off that that will help me kind of hone in on one of my possibilities. I've saved, you know, a few thousand dollars. I, you know, my mom told me I should go buy a house. You know, I'm living in an apartment. 
what do you what do you say mm -hmm. to me? <laughs> I love that because that is probably, I mean, a good portion of my clientele. That's them. Mm -hmm. Um, so the very first thing is I want to make sure that we get the financing locked down because that's gonna be okay. the most important thing. We need to make sure that um, you know, you can qualify for a loan. And if you can't right now, we need to make sure that you're on a path to qualification. Um, so my first gotcha. step is to connect you with the lender, one, you know, someone that I know is capable of getting you to the finish line. I, you know, give typically a couple of um, resources of my top lenders. And then once we get the green light, you know, that we can um, buy, then I, my thing is I want to sit down and educate. That's really, really important for me. So I'm going to consult with all of my buyers. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about the home buying process. We're going to um, have a very clear understanding of what they need to bring to the table in order to purchase. So what financial means that they need to have in order to close. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, there's no surprises in this mm -hmm. process. So it's just that opportunity to really sit down with them, understand what their goals are, understand what their needs are. And then um, once we get through that educational piece then comes a fun part of actually um, presenting them homes and taking them through those homes. And then of course, ultimately taking them through the process of um, home ownership. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, and I love that the fact that you're just saying, okay, we're gonna, we're, it's gonna be a process. Uh, lending's first, I'm the same way, I'm a lender. So I was like, yes, please come to me first, yeah. not after you've like tried to put a contract in a house and we're seeing if you could qualify. Right. You know, but, and what's good nowadays is at least, you know, anybody who is is selling a home on that side of it is saying, I need to see something from your lender before we move forward. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And understandably, you know. Yeah, because why go through the process? And But I've still been in there where, I, where I've had, okay, this is what I'm telling you, you can qualify for. And then I hand it over to, you know, a realtor, real estate agent. And all of a sudden they're showing him houses that are out of the price range. And they're calling me and saying, can you stretch it? And I'm like, maybe a little bit, but you're talking about 50 or $60,000. No, I can't stretch it. They can't, you know, yeah. what they make, you know? And so I love the fact that you're looking at the whole plan and you're looking at just not, this is what we're doing today, but this is how the whole process works. Um, Absolutely. And I, I like what you said because, um, you know, I think there are agents that do that, but um, the the point of the pre-qualification mm -hmm. is to really prevent them from falling in love with homes that they that aren't in their budget, we'll say, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so that's where the professional can actually, you know, have that conversation with their client before showing them the, the properties, as well as have a conversation with the lender. So mm -hmm. my style would be instead of taking you out to see a bunch of houses that you don't qualify for, if you find that all, you know, if this person finds that the properties that they're interested in are in a little bit of a higher price point, then I'm going to come to you as a, the loan professional and say, hey, can we push this? Because all the houses that they're seeing online that they're interested in are in this price point. And is there anything that we can do to push them there? So I'm going to do that before taking them out to see all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool um, that you're doing that. So you, you've been doing it, you said, almost 20 years here. Um, and so what makes you know, you an exceptional agent that kind of differentiates you from some of the other, you know, agents that are out there, uh, you know, because you learn stuff, I know, through experience. And so give us some of those those things that you may do that others don't do or just some, you know, th and one of them is just this plan. I mean, not everybody does, you know, as intensive plan, but what are some of the other things that you do uh, that have, you know, put you in this and where you're at? 
Um, really kind of echoing what I said before, it's really just, um, this is my career. So I take it very seriously. And so I think number one, first and foremost, is always uh, maintaining professionalism. So that's, that's crucial. Um, someone that is purchasing likely one of the largest purchases of their life, they do not want someone unprofessional guiding them. So I'm just kind of maintaining that professional, um, appearance. And, and I have very, solid systems. I've been, like I said, I've been doing this a long time. So I've learned what works and what doesn't work. I learned mm -hmm. what buyers like and what they don't like. I learned what sellers like and don't like, and um, really having those systems in place to make sure that their process is as smooth as possible. Because if they feel like as they go through this process, if they feel like, wow, this was, this was super easy, I could probably do that. <laughs> then I've done my job well because I've made it look very simple and easy. You know, um, there's a lot that goes into, into helping someone buy a home. It's, you know, having the expertise, number one, um, having the uh, knowledge about areas and um, the current real estate markets, you know, having those um, contacts, those professional contacts that, that are going to be very resourceful, such as lenders, title companies, inspectors, you know, things like that. Um, all of those things are going to help make the process a little bit smoother. And so um, first and foremost, I just focus on that professionalism and making sure that my buyer or my seller really feel like, you know, they're being guided very, very clearly, very professionally very precisely. And, um, you know, the goal is that at the end of the process, they feel like hey, that, that went really smoothly. <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of my clients can say that. Yeah. So, so, so let's, I mean, switching gears just a little bit, not, not a 10. So we, we, we go to this first time home buyer, um, sometimes in our community, sometimes in other communities, but have, have had a history of nobody in the family's ever owned a home. So, you know, it's one thing when your mom, dad had it, you know, they kind of talked to you through it. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, folks maybe grew up in the projects or just grew up in apartments. They have a uh, associations of folks that are all telling them they can't do it. Or like yesterday I had somebody, you know, she called me and she said, I've never owned a house. And they told me uh, that, you know, I'm going to lose the house because, you know, I'm not able to afford the, the, the way to fix it up. You know, if the if the if the furnace goes out or the water heater goes out and they don't have no money, then I you know, I've heard stories of somebody losing the house. Talking about that's not true. Somebody loses the house because their furnace went out, right? But right. at the same time, right. these folks are super scared um, yeah. because everybody's telling them it can't be done. What what are some of the things that you know to help people get over those fears and those uh, trepidations of I, I I don't know if I can even own a home. Uh, I'm a first time person. Can you hold my hand? What are some of the things that you do you know, specifically maybe just to kind of help those those folks get through that process? Yeah, that's definitely a challenge, especially within certain communities, um, particularly uh, black and brown communities. Um, you know, a lot of times those communities didn't have opportunity um, as they saw it anyway for home ownership. And you have um, just kind of like systematic issues that kind of keep you in that same place. And um, I'm sure you've experienced so many renters that, you know, as far as they know, every generation is rented. So home ownership just doesn't seem realistic. It seems difficult. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem easy, right? Um, and so we definitely have to dispel those risks, those um, myths. 
I think the main thing is getting the information out to the community. That's the key because um, it's just a lack of information. You you understand that you okay. can house like <laughs> for for very little. You could basically, I mean, and, and I'm in the process of um, unfortunately having to buy a new car. Okay. Um, and and when you think about that, there's so many renters that feel like they, they can never be homeowners, but they are automobile owners. Mm-hmm. They have to put a down payment on that automobile, right? Yeah, absolutely. Many times, and I know you can relate, you can get into a house for the same or even lower down payment than what you had to put on your car. I know. And people yeah. don't understand. There's so many programs out there um, that will allow first-time homebuyers to get into properties with relatively nothing out of pocket. I mean, there's going to be some out of pocket, but it's very small in most instances. And some people just don't realize that that's out there. So it's really about getting out into the community, educating. How do I do that? I do that by being part of organizations like NARAB, which is National Association mm-hmm. of Real Estate Brokers. The mission of NARAB is to increase home ownership amongst um, Black Americans. Of course, we're also supporting you know, our other um, communities as well. But the focus is increasing home ownership rates amongst um, that community, right? So I'm part of those organizations. And when I'm in, it, whenever I have the opportunity to get in front of our community, maybe it's through a home buyer seminar. Um, it's really just about getting that information out, making sure that it's relatable and people understand, you know, I understand the, I, I understand the resistance, but this mm-hmm. is actually easy. It's really easy, you know? I, I hear you. And that, that myth of that, I have to have 20% down. You know, I talked to, you know, grandma that we got her into a house, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, not even a month ago, mm-hmm. you know, and she, she had this thing in her mind that said, I have to have this much money in order to buy a house. Yeah. And then the belief is I'll never hit that much money, you know, and you think, you know, 20 years ago could have already built that much equity, but just didn't have the availability to. Next question I have is the market, you know, and, and, we, we hear all these rumors and we hear all oh, the feds raising the rates and all these things that probably don't affect everybody. I mean, it affects us, but not in, you know, the person who's just trying to get into a house mm-hmm. as much as they think it does. And they start talking about rate and, you know, and you know, on my side, I'm like, you got to get into a house. You know, if it goes lower, we'll refinance. If it goes up, you might be out of it. So now is the time to do it. But as a real estate agent, when we, when we think about the market, tell us where you think the market's at is folks are saying, well, it's not the right time to buy a house. Uh, and then where do you think it's going to go here in the next, you know, I don't know, year to two years? What, what's your thought process? Have mm-hmm. been in this business for all these years. You kind of probably have an idea as it's cyclical. Yeah. You know, I think if you would ask me that question like whew, 15 years ago, my answer mm-hmm. would be different. But now that I've had the opportunity to see basically two decades of, of um, markets, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, Pretty much all the mar- all the possible markets. Um, now, one thing that I realized through that time is there's never a bad time to buy real estate. Really, mm-hmm. I've had people purchase in what most would have considered a terrible time to buy real estate, which was during you know the 08 through like I would say 08, 08 through about twenty ten. Actually, really started mm-hmm. 07. 07 to about. 2010, 2011, it was a little rough. And I'm sure a lot of people 
were convinced that that was a bad time to buy. But think about the people that bought in 08, 2010, 2011, and they just kind of waited that market out. And then they come into 2014, 2015, 2016, all the way into the 2020s, and the amount of equity that they have in those homes are insane. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so at that time, it was a quote bad time to buy. Now we look at um, now, right? The, the the system repeats itself. So now people are scared to buy because of interest rates, right? Um, before it was because of the market crashing. Um, the reality is there's there's always going to be some some kind of market um, issue, right? or you know, mm-hmm. economical issue. Um, whatever it, you know, whatever's going on in our world is going to impact our market, right? And so, um, what, but what I've realized is that one thing that stands true: we all need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And the people that realize that if I need a place to stay anyway, I'm going to be paying anyway. Why don't I pay for something that is going to give back to me later? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's really how I dispel the myth of this is such a bad time to buy. I mean, rates, yeah, rates are always going to fluctuate. You know, rates right now, yeah, they're in the six, seven percent. That was pretty normal when I got into the business. That was actually good if you got a six percent interest rate. Um, I know. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, 6%. I remember it being really yeah, my, my first house was 11. Yeah. <laughs> if I was 11 with mine, I wasn't even close to six. Yeah. That would have been a miracle. Exactly. I mean, I think when we bought it, the first was like probably 8% or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, 8 or 9%. Yeah. Um, and, and the reality is, as, as I mentioned, outside forces are going to affect markets, right? The mm-hmm. financial mm-hmm. market, which is going to affect the real estate market. And one thing that we can say, even if you've just been living life and paying attention, markets are always going to fluctuate. They're going to go up. They're going to go down. Rates are always going to go up. They're going to go down. They're going to go up. They're going to go down. So reality is you take advantage of those fluctuations when when they are an advantage to you. So when you buy at a higher rate, when you have the opportunity to refinance at a lower rate, that's when you make that move, right? And so to me, now is a great time to buy because... Um, there's still very, very low inventory, but we're not dealing with 2%, um, 2 and 3% interest rates, meaning you don't have as much buyer competition as we did during the market yeah. where the rates were super low. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Erica, we're, we're, we're running out of time here because, you know, you, you've done such an incredible job. Of no, I'm a talker. I'm like... I start talking about <laughs> going. So. I love it. <laughs> um, but but if you because I'm going to have you back on because rates are, things are going to change and I want you to come back on and we can continue our conversation. But one, I want you to make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. And two, if you have any closing thoughts that you would love to share with somebody who's thinking about how to get a hold, you know, that kind of stuff that you'd want to leave uh, for for this audience uh, as they watch this. Yeah. So once again, my contact info is uh, email Erica, E-R-I-Q-U-E-C-A at 303realty, that's R-E-A-L-T-Y dot net. And then my phone number is 720-435-3300. Last remarks, you know, this is really um, greatly about building wealth. And Mm -hmm. um, 
again, what I've come to know through my own experiences, but also really through my clients' journeys is that real estate is going to by far be the most bang for your buck in terms of um, investment. And I always want people to view it that way, that this is not only your home, but it's also an investment vehicle. And so I really hope that your viewers, um, you know, those especially that don't own homes, will really consider home ownership as a tool, um, an investment tool, because it's just you're not going to get more bang for your buck without taking great, great risk anywhere else. I agree so much with you. It is such a, a great investment and something that everybody needs to do and with all the programs and everything that's out there. Let's take advantage of, it. you know, if you can get into a home for a thousand dollars or even less, sometimes there's no reason not to other than the fear. And if, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we need to make sure that that we're out there. So thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you today and I can't wait to do it again. Thank me you. Me too. Thanks for having me. Right. I appreciate it. We'll talk with you guys soon. And thank you for being here's why I want to leave with is you can do it. You deserve it. And let us help you if you're scared to be able to do it. So you guys have a wonderful, awesome day. And I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs>